1 Corinthians 3 and 16. Scripture I just read. When you have it, say amen. The Spirit of Brother Goff and Brother Hilton is on me. <clears throat> Voice is gone. First Corinthians 3 and 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Amen. Amen. Let's just lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord to, to speak to us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for your spirit, God, that we feel in this house tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, child of God, reach out to him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated. Amen. I don't have a title. Amen. I don't even know how long this will be. Got one scripture for you tonight. But hallelujah, I do feel the gravity of what God is trying to convey tonight. I'm going to do my best to try to convey the thought that, that I have here. Amen. The Old Testament. Exodus, at the end of Exodus, as the children of God left that land of Egypt, which serves as a type of the world and bondage for us in sin, as they were leaving Egypt, the Lord gave them very specific and explicit direction and instruction on how to create the tabernacle. The church of God. The place that his presence would dwell and, and live in. And, and they had many obligations, very specific requirements that they had to meet before. Amen. God would come into that place on earth and, and would dwell and meet with them. And Moses, amen, all of what you read in the law of of Moses through the first five books of the Bible are indirectly or directly commandments from God to to accomplish that very thing. Amen. To get in in the presence of God. Hallelujah. And uh, as they left the, the, the nation of Egypt and as they left bondage and captivity... They did obey the commands of the Lord and, and Moses erected the tabernacle, him in the tents. And uh, I don't have all the details here, but you can read it for yourself in the latter portions of the book of Exodus. If you go on into the next phase of the, the, uh, the house of God, referred to as the temple, David began at the latter portion of his uh, rain to start acquiring the materials and and recreate what Moses had had created out there in the wilderness, and he wanted Pastor Hilton. He wanted to reestablish what they had 
in the wilderness. He wanted to reestablish the relationship and the depth and the power of God that was in that tent, in that tabernacle. And so he began to seek out the commandments of God. He began to look through the law of Moses and try to get a grasp and understand what was required in order to create a house for God. Amen. And so it was at the end of his reign that he began to try to work on the house of God. God stopped him and said, Solomon is going to have to do this. And so after David, David did find a way to do as much as he could and he acquired all the materials, but, but Solomon was the one that created, that built the temple of God. And you all know this, you guys are all profound experts and scholars. <clears throat> Somebody say a prayer for my voice. I have no idea. Hallelujah. But, <clears throat> but I, I, I want you to understand that all those requirements, all those details, uh, the, the, the pages and pages of requirements are, are written explicitly for the people of God, amen, to, to, to just get another touch from, from heaven. Amen. Just to get into his presence one more time. Amen. To go back to the house of God. Amen. And, and just offer another, amen, offering if the Lord would accept it. Amen. If this lamb, if this, uh, if this beast, this animal, amen, is, is qualified, God, it's yours. You can have it. Whatever of mine that you need, you can have it. Amen. But we fast forward into the New Testament. Amen. And we read the scripture that we read just a moment ago, amen, and all those requirements and all the details, amen, that were associated with the temple, associated with the tabernacle in the wilderness. Jesus said when he came, I didn't come, amen, destroy the law, I've come to fulfill it. I've come to make this, amen, this law complete, Amen. Perfect, if you will. Amen. Jesus didn't come without a purpose. The Bible says that Jesus said himself that came to seek and to save that which is lost. He realized that all the requirements, all the details, amen, through our flesh, through our own ability, we're not able to do it. But if we have the Spirit, the same spirit, amen, that met with Moses on the top, amen, of the mountain and gave to him this law. Amen, that same spirit, amen, that met with Solomon when he completed the construction of the temple. Amen, after much labor and hard work, Brother Kaiser, amen, after spending years and years, amen, of, of construction and labor. Hallelujah, that spirit that met with them in that house, uh, the glory of God that filled that house, uh, amen, as a result of all, amen, of, of their efforts, uh, amen, we can have simply by his sacrifice. Hallelujah. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God. <laughs> all of that glory All of that power. Somebody hear me tonight. No longer are we requiring a priest or another man 
to create the altar for us. I'm not leaning on somebody else to, to put together, amen, a brazen laver and, and constantly keep it uh, filtrated and, and watered and, and available for the other priests and men of God to come and offer my offerings for me. This is my altar. This is my, my baptism. This is my brazen laver. This is my temple. This is my tabernacle. Hallelujah. I've just come with, with a simple thought. You guys have probably all got there before I did. No, you're not. Do you, do you know, do you know what's available in this place? Oh, I feel his power right now. All of the forgiveness, all of the holiness, all of the righteousness, all the perf- child of God. I mean, we could, we could go on and drone on day after day after day. Amen. And neglect the temple of God. Amen. And, and not realize what's available. Or we could come to church and, and refresh the temple of God once again. Amen. It, the choice is really up to you. Amen. Are you going to make use of the altar? Amen. In your life. Are you going to make use of the brazen labor? Amen. That you can hallelujah hallelujah I believe God amen is happy with the worship that's occurred in this place tonight amen he built that tent he had Moses construct and cut out the fibers and those those various materials amen just so he can have the right the right atmosphere the right the right place for him to meet with his people. He was wondering, is there anybody who's willing to meet my requirements? Is there anybody who's willing to put their life on the back burner? Is there anybody that has the desire to meet with me more than their own things more than their own lives more than their own agendas and I, I, I'm not here to say say that you shouldn't have life that's, that's not what I'm saying don't misinterpret what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say is that as we were singing just a moment ago and, and Brother Goff was, was worshiping and I just, I just got this picture of an old tabernacle in the middle of the wilderness where all around it is barren, dry, and thirsty land. Just empty, vast. It's just nothing. But out there, blowing in the wind, perhaps rippling at the top of the tent are the fabrics of of a man just trying to do what God asked him to do. Nothing pretty. Not even close to what Solomon accomplished. Just another place 
in a wilderness. For some, perhaps just another habitation for a group of people as, as the wanderers drifted by and looked over and saw just a village or just a gathering of people. But oh, what was happening on the inside of that tent? The power that that tent encapsulated. The potential that it represented, Brother Goff. For just some... For in, if we fast forward to the temple, the Jews became very prejudiced. They became very uh, self-centered and focused that we're the people of God. We're the chosen people of God. But in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, when the Bible, when, when Solomon finished praying his prayer, he said that this would be a place for anybody, not just the Jews, but for anybody. I don't want this just to be a, this is us four and no more. This is just the Jews, just exclusive. This is the, this is only for the people of God. No, this, this place, when Solomon created it, it was a, it was a temple that was available to anybody that made their way. The stranger, the Bible says, the strangers. This power is not limited to just those of us who, who have been baptized in Jesus' name, who have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. The power, I mean, in this house, I mean, anybody can become a temple of God. The only requirement to become the temple of God is what we read in verse 16 of 1 Corinthians 3. That the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. This is what makes us a house for God. This is what makes us the temple of God. I'm not going to be much longer. I still feel the Spirit of the Lord, amen, in this house. I mean, I, I just wonder what God would like to do here tonight. <clears throat> I'll be honest with you, I don't have, I don't have any insight in any, to any individual's situation, although I know that God can provide that if needed. I don't have a word of knowledge. I don't have a word of wisdom for anybody. just want you to know that you're the temple of God. And that if you have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And that everything you read about in the Word of God can happen in this house tonight. I meant the musicians would come. It's so easy to forget. It's so easy to just come to church. It is, I, I know, I'm, 
I am guilty of it, if you could say guilty. I, I, I know exactly what I'm talking about. You come to the house of the Lord, and but I'm telling you, and as I'm speaking, he told I don't know what needs are in this house. I honestly did not have this direction in mind, amen, as I was thinking earlier. But if there are specific needs, you owe it to yourself to get in these altars tonight. Because the Spirit of God is here. And you can have your answer before you leave the house. This isn't hypeism. I'm not trying to create any kind of thing. I just want you to know what's available. Know ye not? Ye are. This is what Paul, do you know? At the beginning of that chapter, he was telling them that, that they, I, brethren, verse Verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. And he goes on. What he's, this, and, and the reason I read that scripture is not to call any of you carnal or anything like that. But it's to say that this, this information is milk. This is baby's food. This is entry-level stuff. He said, I'm going to deal with you as with carnal people, as with people who don't know anything. And then he goes on to say, do you know that this is, that you are the temple of God? All you got to do is make the altar. All you got to do Amen, is washing the brazen labor. All you got to do, amen, is make your way into that holy place. Whatever you need, it's here. It's here right now. I, I, let's all talk to the Lord just for a moment. <clears throat> Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, church. You're the temple. Don't wait on somebody else. You're the temple. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm going to open up these altars tonight.